So, hello everyone. My name is Scott Bruder. This is my lovely wife, Suzanne. Hi everyone. <laughs> and um, this is Glory to God on the Go. Mm -hmm. And we're excited about it. So, actually, today, uh, on this particular ep episode of Glory to God on the Go, we are on the go. And where are we? We're at the uh, deer stand. We're at the, the deer ranch. stand at the ranch. <laughs> so, uh, this is a nice little plot that uh, her brother, my brother-in-law, found us, and uh, we spent the whole hunting season here. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. It was exciting. It was fun. Uh, we got meat for the freezer, and uh, we just wanted to share a moment out here with y'all, and today we are going to talk about continuing to grow in your faith. So, I think y'all have seen this shirt before. Um, she has her little shirt by faith, by faith, by faith. Hebrews and, 11. Yeah, Hebrews 11. And she's going to share some of that fire. So I'm going to tell some stories and I have a testimonial that I want to share. Uh, because testimonials help us increase and grow our faith when we hear them. There's other things that help us increase and grow our faith. And we're going to talk about those things. But today we are going to specifically talk about faith and how we can continue to grow in our faith. So, and when, what, what is faith? You know, faith is, um, faith in God and Jesus Christ. The word faith appears 336 times in the King James version and other Bible versions. There's other various accounts of, of how many times it appears. But as we continue to build on our faith, we understand God's relentless forgiveness to sinners that's us. We were born in sin from the day uh, that Adam and Eve ate of the fruit, right? And that we believe in the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ and will be gifted his grace and our faith will grow by saying yes to God's plan. So we demonstrate faith by getting saved by grace uh, through faith, but we also live by grace through faith. And our faith in God and in his son, Jesus Christ. So as we continue to draw closer to him, he will continue to draw closer to us. And that that is our faith that he is going to help guide us through what he gave us in the Holy Spirit and the Comforter. Right. So we're obviously excited about that. And um, Suzanne's got some fiery stuff about that as well, don't you? I sure do. I'm very excited about that because I know once the Holy Spirit starts getting in you, you're just like, Wah! I even told her this week, I said, hey, why don't you, you know, hit your voice notes because when you start writing, you forget some of the stuff that, that God told you because you're just on fire. And she was like, well, it's not the same. It's It's got to be, what did you say, freestyle. I'm going to freestyle this time. You can't just like script the Holy Spirit. No, you cannot script So the Holy he, he lights us up. He lights us up. So we just had to go with it. We just got to open our mouth. So I'll <laughs> I think it's freestyle awesome. Today. Freestyle, the Holy Spirit. That's Thank right. you very much. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. So what is faith? And we're going to talk a lot about Hebrews 11 today um, because it's it's full of all types of stories and all types of. Um, examples of what faith was throughout the Bible. But now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So let, let's break that down just a little bit. Faith is the assurance, the confirmation of things hoped for or divinely guaranteed, meaning that God knows 
he is going to give it to us. Do we know he's going to give it to us? That's why we have the faith to know that he's going to give it to us. And this could be anything from things that we ask for or, or um, healings that we need. Uh, that if we are assured in the fact that he is going to give us those healings, and we're going to talk about that in a minute, in a few minutes, um, that he is going to come through for us. So, divinely guaranteed. And the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of our reality, that faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical sense. So, what he's saying right here is that we can comprehend what faith is, but not in the physical worldly selves of, of what we think or how we think, because God has that uh, tendency to work miracles and wonders uh, that, that we can't even understand. So that is what our faith is in him too. Sometimes we don't understand it, but as long as we have it, we know it, it's there. He is, and we're drawing close to him. He's going to draw close to us. So, um, there's this, the, and, and in Hebrews 11, 2, it says, For by this kind of faith that men of old gained, or divine approval, that, that, or divine approval. The main point is that when we have faith, we listen to God, we listen to God, and we obey what he tells us and what he gives us. And we thank him and praise him for the things that he's given us. Right? That's right. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I know you're going to add to that. Well, you know, we, we, he, he, he wants us to keep our, our praises for him always on our lips, always praising him, always thanking him. You know, he, he already battled for you. He already mm -hmm. did it. He already nailed it on his son's body. It's already finished, you know. So we should not be uh, praying in hopes that God will do something, in hopes that God will move, but to know that he is going to move mm -hmm. at his time for his purpose. All we have to do is be still and know that he's God. Yeah. He's sovereign. He's in control. The devil cannot just do whatever he feels like he wants to do to you. If you are walking with Jesus and you're hearing from Jesus you know you're not going to be walking around this world in fear I see I see t-shirts that say faith over fear when I see some believers that look as if they are scared or fear or angry or mad you know or confused or just is not okay with them. I would say that that T-shirt is flipped around. That it would be fear over faith because they don't—they're not understanding the promises of God. I mean, in Deuteronomy six, um, there's so many promises of God. It says that you know th these are the commands, decrees, and regulations that the Lord your God commanded me to teach you. You must obey them in the land you're about to enter and occupy, and you and your children and your grandchildren must fear the Lord your God as long as you live. If you obey all his decrees and commands, here's the promise. You will enjoy a long life. That's you. That's your children. And that's your grandchildren. Mm -hmm. If you obey God and you know his promises, yes and amen, you're going to enjoy a long life. Doesn't mean you're not going to have trials and tribulations, mm -hmm. but you're going to enjoy a long life. That's a promise. That's something that if not is not happening in your life, you need to go come boldly into the throne room and 
read Deuteronomy 6, His promises. That's what it means to come boldly into the throne room, to know your Father, that He is a yes and amen God mm. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And you know, there are some really great stories in the Bible about um, a high level of faith. So I'm, I'm a storyteller. Um, she's the fire breather, and she brings thunder when she talks about God and when she talks about Jesus because there's such a passion, a high passion. We were actually talking about that last night, weren't we? About your fire and your thunder. <laughs> so she's going to bring that. I, I'm going to tell the stories because that's what I like to do. I, I like to tell stories. I'm a storyteller. So th there's a story in Genesis 22 that talks about um, the father of the Israelites, Abraham or Abram. Um, he was originally called, and then uh, God gave him a new name. And Abraham, when he left his father's house, and he went out into the land and and started his his really his own uh, his own tribe, uh, so to speak. And one of the big things that Abraham had to face was a, the most probably difficult task for any parent to have to go through. And it says right here in Genesis 22, Now after these things, God tested the faith and commitment of Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and, and he answered, Here I am, God. And God said, Take now your son, your only son, the son of promise that God promised Abraham he was going to give him. Because Abraham and Sarah couldn't have any children. Um, and they were old, uh, quite old actually. And because God blessed Sarah with the ability to have children, Abraham and Sarah were able to have children. So this was his only, his only son, his only true son with his wife, right? So he said, take now your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham's first thinking, God? Are you serious? You want to take? You just bless me with this. Yeah, yeah. I've had this kid for like twelve years, and 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 now you're telling me that I need to go and sacrifice him to you? Are you kidding me? But you know what? Abraham gathered up a bundle of wood. He brought Isaac. He brought his knife, and they trekked out to the mountain of Moriah. Mm -hmm. And God told him where he was going to set up. His altar, and of course, uh, little Isaac's going, Dad, where is the, the lamb that we're going to sacrifice? Where's the sacrifice? And he says, Don't worry, son, God will provide. Yeah. And so they go out there, they set up the altar, they put all the wood right there on the altar. Abraham grabs his son, binds him, puts him on the altar, raises his knife, and I'm sure just crying tears that just of, of just sheer whatever the feeling was he had at that moment and was about to drop the knife on Isaac and he heard God say wait Abraham stop and he looked around and he looked up to the Lord and he looked around and he saw that there was a little ram little little lamb caught in the thicket and so he started crying, obviously didn't stick the knife into Isaac. God provided the sacrifice. But because of Abraham's faith, and this is not the only story of faith of Abraham, but because of his faith, he was willing to sacrifice his son because God had told him what he required him to do. It's amazing of what the man actually was willing to do because of the faith that he had in God.
know. It's like um, the word, you know, he tells us he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. So like, where are their destructive areas in your life? That's where you can go. God, you told me you're going to send your word to heal me and deliver me from my destructions. Well, first off, you got to figure out who's the word. What's the word? The word is in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. The word was God. So it's the word. It's the Bible. How did Jesus defeat Satan in the wilderness? He didn't, you know, punch him. He didn't yell at him. He didn't go complain and whine to, to Father God. He used the word. He said, it is written three different times. He spoke the word of God to Satan, which means when you release the word of God out of your mouth, Satan has to flee. He, he can't stay. The word is God. I, I believe and I feel that in this time right now where we're in, that people are making the Bible complicated. Mm. It, it's really not complicated at all. <laughs> and I was one of those ones that was like, I don't understand why this is happening. This is happening. And, and you know, mentors tell you, well, you know, you, you got to release the word of God. And literally, lo and behold... If you will just go back and read the promises throughout the whole Bible, you will see that you are the head and you're not the tail. You're the you're the lender, not the borrower. And your your children, your children shall flourish, and there'll be storehouses in heaven for you if you tithe. You know, mm -hmm. if you do what He's asked you to do, if you obey His commandments, and that means. You know, be pleasing to God. Mm. Do it because you want to do it, because He's your Father and you love God. It's not a chore. Yeah, don't, don't. I mean, it might take a little while if you're new at this, but eventually, as you renew your mind in the Word of God, which is being washed and cleaned, cleaning your head out of gook, you know, and the world, you will be able to hear God and He'll be able yes. to guide you and you'll be able to be led by the Spirit. You'll be able to walk in the Spirit. You will be able to follow after peace, but it's all in the Bible. And all you do is, you know, oh my gosh, Lord, uh, this is happening. You know, I don't feel well, but you know, you said for by your stripes, I was healed. So you have to be able to speak the word of God over your life and the devil will come off of you and get away from you. So the more you say it, the word is him. You're releasing Jesus by reading the Bible to all your circumstances. So be thou removed, mountain, and be cast into the sea. And don't have any doubt and unbelief in your heart. Say, you know, to yourself, God, I, I believe what I just prayed. And I'm not going to walk in fear. And I'm not going to walk in doubt and unbelief. I'm going to walk on the Word of God, your promises. Mm -hmm. There's so many promises in the Bible. You mm -hmm. just got to open up the Bible and read them. That's a whole other lesson of, on promises, a whole other discussion on yeah. that. So, so not, not only was there Abraham and his faith, but there was Noah. You know, if you know the no story of Noah and, and his ark that, that brought all the animals two by two, imagine hearing from God saying, hey, you need to build this thing that's 150 yards long. It's 25 yards wide and it's, you know, 20, 25 yards tall or even taller than that. And, and you got to build this boat in the middle of nowhere. There, there's, there's, it, it doesn't rain there very often, if, if hardly ever. Um, there's really not a lot there, but yeah, no, you have to build this boat and this boat, and then we're going to fill it with animals two by two. And I am going to cleanse the earth basically is what God said. And Noah said, okay, God, I believe you. So let's go. Everybody thought he was flipping his lid. That he was crazy because for he was, a long time. for a long time, it took him years to build this thing. 
And all of a sudden, what happened? A little drop of rain came. And then two, and then more, and more, and more, until it started flooding, and everybody didn't think Noah was so crazy anymore. Because he listened to God, because he had the faith to not listen to all the people of the world, and not listen to all the naysayers, and listen to the ones who said, you're crazy, what are you talking about? If God's talking to you, he's talking to you. And so you better listen and be obedient and do what he says. Because if you don't, then he's going to stop talking to you one day. And then you're not going to hear from God. And and the things that we do, the things that we hear from him, the, the people that we hear from, especially those that are highly anointed of the Lord, you are going to build your faith from what they tell you. You're not going to build your faith from the naysayers. So th- this world that we live in is is full of naysayers and people that are going to talk derogatory. They're going to talk down to you. They're going to make fun of you. They're, they're, they're going to think you're weird or whatever the case. But you know what? We, as, as believers in, in the Lord and Jesus Christ, you know, we are the ones that are a little peculiar, right? Peculiar we are the means ones. odd. That's right. We are the ones that are odd because people don't understand what he's done in our lives. And, and there's going to be more examples of that as we talk uh, through this. Um, th- th- talking about the walls of Jericho, when, when Joshua was bringing the, the people through into the land of milk and honey and conquering the different lands because those people that were there were, were really trespassing on God's land, right? They didn't know it yet, but they were. And, and God told Joshua, first of all, he sent one of his angels down to him. And, and in, in this particular story, it talks about how an angel came down and said, I am the general of the Lord's armies. And I'm telling you that the Lord is going to bring these walls down for you, knowing that you fully are aware that you can't get past them any other way. He sent um, two spies in there to find out, and they met uh, Rahab. And, and Rahab basically uh, uh, lived in Jericho, and she didn't turn them in. Matter of fact, she helped them escape. So they said, hey, why don't you hang this um, this burgundy tassel on your door, and no harm will come to you. Well, God noticed that, right? She had faith that if, and she told the, the spies that, oh, it, it, by the way, we're all scared of you, right? We've heard that your God does this and does that, and, and destroys people with fire, and parts the Red Sea, and so forth and so on. We understand all this is going on, and so, oh my gosh, we believe that, yes, you are coming to destroy us. Well, obviously they were coming because they had to clear out the land, right? So long story short is God tells uh, um, uh, uh, Joshua, says, I am going to bring these walls down. So you take the ark, you take your priests with shofars and horns, and you put them out in front of the ark, and you walk around uh, one time a day for six days. Walk around Jericho, and you're going to be sounding the horns, and you tell your men, your armed men, to go in front and be in, in the rear guard. And you walk around with everybody for, for uh, once around for six days, and then on the seventh day, you walk around Jericho seven times. And when I tell you that the priests are going to blow the horns, the Ark of the Covenant is going to be sitting there, and, and all your men are going to shout, I will bring the walls down of Jericho. And sure enough, Joshua said, okay, Lord, if that's what you're telling me to do, then I'm going to have high enough and big enough faith. And all of my people, all of these people, all of your people are going to have high enough faith that we're going to believe this. And they did exactly what the Lord says. And what happened? They walked around once a day for six days, seven times on the seventh day. They blew the horns. The men gave a mighty, mighty shout. And next thing you know, walls that were 28 feet tall, 16 feet deep, 
with with um, centuries around them all over came crashing down Every, and then they went and pillaged the whole the whole city except for Rahab who survived and she actually joined the Israelites because of their high faith in what the Lord said he was going to do through his angel that's exactly what happened for them it's amazing. I, I love the stories of the Bible. They're such, man, they should make really awesome movies and people should watch them all. There's something to add to that story oh, that please. sticks out. Um, so during this time that they, that uh, Joshua and the, the other men that were with him in these six days, uh, the Lord basically told them to not talk. Mm, they were oh, not right. allowed to talk the whole time to each other. That's right. The reason why they weren't allowed to talk to each other is because they could have murmured and complained and spoke doubt and mm. unbelief. Mm. And doubt and unbelief nullifies the word of God. So they were silent the whole time. They did not talk. So you can kind of look at some Jericho walls in your in your life and go, my goodness, instead of complaining and whining about them or letting people talk into you that have doubt and unbelief, that's not going to go away. That's not going to get healed. What is, well, how, how can I fix that? You serve a big God. With God, all things are possible. Mm -hmm. So if you would just stop complaining, stop murmuring, stop pointing at the circumstances or pointing at each other, it's your fault. It's my fault. Excuses. And literally give it to God and stop talking about it and just pray and give mm -hmm. it to him and believe in your heart mm -hmm. and trust in the Lord with all your heart that he's going to move on it. Then watch what he does with it. But that's what was interesting about the Jericho walls situation. They were not allowed to talk to each other mm -hmm. until that last day when he told them to all blow the horns and shout. And e oh, no, that's good. And every prayer that gets answered by God, which He'll answer all your prayers because He wants to answer all your prayers. Every prayer that answer God's just that God answers just lifts your faith even more. Um, you know, it, matter of fact, Moses parting the Red Sea, and I'm going to read this um, in four, in Exodus fourteen thirteen. Then Moses said to the people, "Do not be afraid. Take your stand. Be firm and confident." And undismayed, that means have high levels of faith, okay? And see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For those Egyptians whom you have seen today, the ones coming down the hill, trying to, you know, that are about to attack them, you will never see again. And he meant that literally, you will never see them again. The Lord will fight for you while you only need to keep silent and remain calm. So when we go through those adversities, we go through those situations and we pray to God, Lord, I'm asking you, I'm coming to you, I'm giving this to you, I'm, I'm, I'm putting everything up onto your altar and I need you to handle this for me, big, small, whatever. Be calm, be still, and he will answer your prayers. There's three answers God will give you when you're praying to him or you ask for something. It's yes, no, or be patient and wait, okay? Those are the three answers you give him. More times than not, if it's if it's something that you absolutely are required, and he has his reasons for doing whatever he does or the answers that he gives you, but the the times that he answers your prayers and he and he says yes, right? And and a lot of times, no matter of fact, every time when he does say no, it's because there's something behind that that is going to happen to you that should not or will not or he does not want to happen to you. Okay, the be patient is because he wants you to wait for it. Maybe there's a little bit more pressing into him that you have to do. Okay, David and Goliath, another great example 
of the faith that he had. David said to Goliath, and matter of fact, David was just a boy, okay? And Goliath was a grown man, a warrior, had killed hundreds and hundreds of men, right? So if you don't know the story of David and Goliath, you need to go read Samuel 17. But then, in this one portion in, in Samuel 17, 45, it says, Then David said to the Philistines, so let me set it up real quick. No one wanted to fight this big old guy, okay, the Goliath. King Saul said, I need someone to go out there and do it. David said, I'll do it. And, you know, the boy David, he's like, oh, you're just a boy. You're a shepherd. He's like, David said, but uh, I knew that I know that God's on my side. I know that he's got my back. When I used to guard my sheep, I used to not only kill lions, but I'd kill bears because they'd come and steal my sheep and I'd go hunt them down. I'd kill wolves and I'd go hunt them down and kill them because they, they would take my sheep. I wasn't fearful of them. I'm not fe fearful of this big guy because I know that the Lord's got me. And this is what he says to Goliath when he goes out there. So Goliath says, you're not going to send me any type of man. You're going to send me this boy. And David says to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have taunted. You've made fun of my God, right? And he says, this day, the Lord will hand you over to me and I will strike you down and cut off your head. Well, what happened? David put that rock in the sling, hit him, hit him, the rock embedded in Goliath's head. Goliath fell down. David ran over there, grabbed his sword, chopped off his head. And the, and the, um, the, the Philistines, they ran. And then the Israelites chased them and captured many of them and made them slaves because that was the bet. This type of faith that we hear in the Bible, we think, oh man, come on. You're telling me that people had this amount of faith? Yes. Not only that amount of faith, but more. People today have, there are people today that have so much faith in God and believe in the miracles and the wonders that he's going to provide to them. I'm going to give you an example. And I know you've got some, some more you want to share as well because you're firing thunder over there. I got COVID last year, July 4th weekend. Okay. All right. Big deal. You get COVID. You're a little concerned about it but I gave it to the Lord. I said, Lord, I know you're going to handle this for me. I had nine days of a, a low grade fever. Well, at the end of that nine days, by the way, I hate water. And I know they tell you when you have fever and you do this, you drink a lot of liquids, drink a lot of water so forth and so on. I hate water. I got to have something in my water to make it taste good. Right? So I was drinking a lot of crystal light. I was also in the morning having a glass of emergency, right? Trying to boost my, my vitamin C and boost my immunity. Right? So I was drinking a lot of that. Well, I was drinking a lot of Crystal Light, too, because I, again, just don't like water. I'd have, like, two glasses of Crystal Light throughout the day and a glass of regular water. Well, I ended up getting, um, I ended up having a horrible pain. It started about 1030 in the morning, and it came from my side. I didn't know what it was, but I was telling Suzanne on a few occasions, I was like, we, we may need to go to the hospital. I don't know what this is, but it is it is excruciating, and I was having a hard time going to the bathroom, and it was just, it was bad. And I said, look, I told her it was about two, 2.45. I said, look, if this doesn't subside in, in a short amount of period of time, um, and, and we had been praying, Lord, take this from me, and it would subside a little bit, and then it would come back, and it was it was bad. And I told Suzanne, I said, look, I am going to, um, we're going to go to the hospital. She's like, let's give it until 4 o'clock. Give it just a couple hours. I said, okay, we'll give it a couple hours. After 4, we're going. She goes to the store, grabs some stuff. She's getting some cranberry juice, things like that to help, you know, whatever it might have been. And um, I think it was a bladder infection. Bladder infection? Kidney infection. Um, 
something was something 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 well anyway she called some friends sent out a message to some of our our our, uh prayer warrior friends and one of them had that prayers were coming in and one of them happened to call suzanne and say, Suzanne, I, I've, I've got something. I've got a, 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 a vision. I've got something that the Lord has given me that I need to share with you. And she shared it with us. Um, she, Suzanne put her on speakerphone and she shared it with us. And it was, it was awesome. It helped me lift my faith in how God was going to heal me for that. Mm-hmm. And literally within three minutes, I told Suzanne, I said, I need to go to the, I need to go to the restroom. And so I went to the restroom and I was able to fully go to the restroom. Number one, by the way, <laughs> just to let you know, and I was fully able to go and the pain. So this was, I'm not kidding. Three minutes and the pain totally subsided. It was gone because of what she had to say for me. The word that she had to put over me helped increase my faith that I was going to be healed at that moment or very soon. And it was no kidding. Very soon within three minutes done, gone, pain, gone. Don't even know what it was. Couldn't even tell you what it was at this point, but it was gone. And I was so thankful. I, we called her and thanked her and, and thanked the Lord, of course, because it was through through him, through her, that she he poured into her and she poured into me that my faith was raised and I was completely healed at that moment in time. And at that point, the COVID was done. I was over with. Everything was gone out of me. It was, it was awesome. It was awesome. So as our faith rises, we get healings. We get miracles. We get things that... We, we may have not even asked for. And then the things that we asked for, we get yeses, right? And I know you had something more on that That's too. That's right. Uh, I mean, it talks about in Jeremiah 29 that, you know, God has good thoughts for us. He has a plan for us. He oh, gives yeah. us that the promise is he has a hope and a future for you. So if you just know that one. Oh, God, you have a hope and a future for me? Mm-hmm. That means whatever's attacking me right now or whatever's going on in this situation or this world, uh, you have a hope and a future for me. Mm-hmm. That's a promise. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. You can just stand on that. You make it through these times, you know. We have to be able to call upon Jesus and be able to rely on Him and not what we think in the natural or what's going on. We can't get frustrated. We can't get mad. That's not how Jesus did it. We've got to start learning to be the image of Jesus. Jesus stayed calm. He spoke to the storms. He spoke the word of God to the storms. He remembered that the Father is a promise. We have to remember that the Lord is a promise. You can go to Deuteronomy 28 and he tells us, Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. It, it's blessing after blessing after blessing. Mm-hmm. And the, the catch to, the, to receive these blessings is to obey God. Yeah. Obey Him. Listen to him. He tells us what to do, how to do it, when to do it, why to do it, because he loves us and his plan is divine. His way is higher than our ways. We cannot outthink God. He knows the beginning and the end. He's the alpha and the omega. So if we will just go ahead and start yielding to the promises of God and allowing our faith to rise with the promises of God, what he says in the word of God, 
we're going to be fine. We're going to be okay. We don't have to be mad at the government. We don't have to be mad at this person. We don't have to choose a side. All we have to do is stay with the Word of God. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so our faith and what He does for us um, is, is well placed in the Bible. In Romans 3, 24, it says, This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew or Gentile, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And all are justified freely by His grace, by the way, which is a gift to us, through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. So, our faith and in, in, in what we rely on is that Jesus came to the earth, He sacrificed Himself, He died on the cross, He rose three days later, and we were able to be saved by his actions. So through those actions, having faith in the fact that he is there for us, that the, the, another aspect of what God wants from us is that we not only abide in that and believe in that, but repent of our sin, turn from our wicked ways, and, and then his grace will be abundant for us. And that takes great faith in us to be able to turn from that, turn from the ways of, of this world, not worry about what happens here uh, because our eternal life is waiting for us as we have given ourselves to Jesus Christ, right? Mm -hmm. And so with that being said, you know, read the Bible on a very often basis, every day, uh, as often as you can. Get as much of that in of the word in you as you possibly can. Get that Bible app on your phone or your iPad or whatever the case may be and, and, and you know, turn away from Facebook. I, I, I've, I've taken a break from Facebook. Um, it, it was something I needed to do. Uh, I found that there was a, a need for me to concentrate more on him, which obviously increases my faith, right? Mm -hmm. So, so uh, also in the Bible, when you start reading the Bible, pay attention to the characters God chooses. They are normal little characters <laughs> that you would not expect to be these huge overcomers. Why can't we be used in our situations? Why can't we be those little people that God calls on? Why can't we be those normal people that God wants to use? I think sometimes we have tendencies to go, oh, but that was David. You know, he was just totally gifted and talented. Well, who gave him those gifts and talents right. as he grew? God did. You're all gifted and talented, and we can all be used. We need to believe the Bible is true, and it's also true for us. Mm -hmm. It's not just for those characters that happen. It's not just for P Peter the Apostle. My goodness, he was an honorary man. <laughs> he liked to fight. He was rebellious. You know, and he... You know, it kind of, he, he went all the way to the end and denied Jesus all the way at the end. But Jesus came back and, for, you know, re redeemed him and forgave him and didn't think about that anymore. We can be used like Peter. Those characters are just like us. Mm -hmm. So all you have to believe is that we're just like them. Mm -hmm. and God can use us. This is not... 
just them, us too. The characters you're talking about, you know, three that weren't like super big characters in the Bible, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, yeah. when they were with Daniel. And King Nebuchadnezzar said, bow to my statue. And they said, we're not going to do it. And he said, well, then put them in the fire. And I know you've heard me talk about this too, but just, just in, in this particular point, it said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered the king when they said, hey, you need to bow to my, my big statue here. And they said, oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to answer you on this point. If it be so, our God whom we serve, in which obviously they had huge, giant faith in, is able to rescue us from the furnace of blazing fire, and he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he does not, let it be known to you, O king, that we are not going to serve your gods or worship your golden image that you have set up. And that was in uh, Daniel 3.16. So if you haven't read that story, that's another great story. But again, characters that you can relate to that just aren't going to do what the people of this world are going to tell them to do. They're going to do what God tells them to do, which is awesome. And they stuck together as oh, friends. Absolutely. So who are your friends in your life? Are, do you have friends oh, that are not point. that are not um, speaking the word of God into your life? They're speaking doubt and unbelief. They're speaking fear. They're speaking division. If you have or are hanging out with folks that are doing that, you're going to want to go ahead and get away from that now. That is not going to prosper. That's not going to be successful. None of that is of Jesus. You need to surround yourself just like these three did surround with believers, with the light, people that go to church, people that oh, believe there is a hope in a future, that believe in the Word of God. Mm -hmm. Great point. So we're going to kind of wrap it up here, um, here in a few seconds. But um, in Romans 5, 3, 4, it says, And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. So by studying God's Word, you're going to find out what the promises that He has for you. And the Lord does not break His promises. When He makes you a promise, He is going to fulfill it. It's not like half the people that live Thank on this Jesus. earth that promise something they don't fulfill, you know, what they promised you. So make sure... That when he does, when you do get a promise from him, that you listen and, and seek what what's going to happen in the result of that, because he is going to follow through. There's no doubt about it in my mind that he's going to follow through. So, what else did you have? Uh, I want to go real quick, just, yeah. you know, Hebrews uh, 6, 11 through 12. However, mm -hmm. we want each one of you to keep showing the same diligence right up to the end, right all the way up to the end times, when you hope when your hope will be realized so that you will not become sluggish, but will be imitators of those who by their trust mm -hmm. and patience and receiving what has been promised, surround yourself with people that believe in the promises oh, yeah, of great, God great. that will build your faith, that will cast out fear. What cast out fear? Perfect love cast out all fear. Who's perfect love? Jesus. Mm -hmm. Who's Jesus? Mm -hmm. The word. So that's whom and what you need to be around right now. Get yourself out of the, the sluggish areas of your life and start walking in, the, um, in faith and walk with your head up and knowing that there is a hope and a future out there. Mm -hmm. and, and it's the faith that we have in God that um, will help us understand that the Holy Spirit within us that he gave us is going to guide us. He's going he's gonna to speak to us. He's going to show us what to do. We're going to ask, Lord, um, you know, Suzanne it has, has high faith that the Lord's going to put her in good clothes every time we go somewhere. Because every time we go somewhere, she says, Lord, what do you want me to wear today? And the Lord, she always looks cute. Well, at least in my opinion, dude. <laughs> so he's always putting her in something nice that she looks good in, right? Not that it matters whether she looks good. It's just 
It matters. I, I like the fact that she looks good because God gave me a wonderful, beautiful wife. He knows that. The father knows how to dress me. That, yes, yes. <laughs> there you go. I like it. That's very good. What else you got? I have, you know, wh what do you put in your trust in? You got to trust in the Lord with all your heart, mm. all your mind, all your body, all your soul, mm. all your spirit. You can't trust in your finances. You can't trust in uh, social media. Mm -hmm. You can't trust in the government. You can't trust in the in a president alone. You've got to only trust in the Lord. That is my prayer for you, that you prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Mm, absolutely. Okay. So, you know, I, I I would like for you to pray for everybody out there. Can you do that? Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to pray. Yeah, we're going to pray for everyone out there right now, and, and she's going to pray for you because I love the way she prays. So um, if you if you don't mind, if you want to close your eyes, if you don't, you want to just look up to the sky. Suzanne? Father God, thank you for this mm. time of fellowship. Thank you for this time that we get to be seed sowers. I pray that these precious pearls go out and go into the spirits of whom you have called from the foundation of the okay. world, Father God, to blossom pour water on these seeds that we sowed and have them grow in the name of Jesus. Father God, we come against any type of fear off your children, Lord. We know that fear can sneak up every once in a while, but we don't need to get stuck in it. So we're just going to call all the Lazaruses up and out of the tombs right now in the name of Jesus. Don't get stuck in fear. Put your faith first. Put your faith and your trust in Abba Father, and He will sustain you. Father, I just pray that everyone here that's watching this message will just dive really deep into the living word of God which is you so that they will have their minds renewed and that they will be transformed by the washing of the word I thank you for glory to God on the go I thank you most of all for Jesus and I thank you for the people that are watching this go in peace and peace I leave with you in Jesus name Jesus amen name. amen thank you so much so I'm going to end uh, this particular episode of glory to God on the go with Scott and Suzanne um, that if you yet have asked the Lord to come into your heart, let's do that. Let's ask it right now. So I'm going to share this with you. So the sinner's prayer is fairly simple. So repeat after me and, uh, accept the Lord as your Lord and savior. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I need to ask for your forgiveness and I need to forgive others. And so as I do that, Lord, I believe that you died for my sins I believe that you were resurrected, and I believe that you are my Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. So as I come to you right now, I give my heart to you, I give my spirit to you, and I ask that you come into my heart. Give me the washing of the blood of Jesus, and I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. And if you said that, Amen. he's going to take you into his home. He's going to, yeah, he's going to find, a, he's going to build a place for you in heaven, too. So we just thank you for joining us today. Thank you for my wife, who is awesome and cute because the Lord dressed her today. And thank you all for watching. Again, glory to God on the go. My name's Scott. This is my lovely wife, Suzanne. Give us a thumbs up if you see us in whatever medium it is. And we appreciate you, and we'll see you next time. Thanks a lot. God bless.